You got it all? asked the stocky young dwarf, his hands stroking his still hairless cheeks and chin. The two smaller dwarves, Cardrin and York, nodded and dropped their large sacks, the clanging as the bundles struck the stone floor, echoing through the stillness of the deep caverns. Quiet, will ye? snapped Feldegar, the fourth member of the conspiracy. Garam'd have our heads if he knew. Garam'll know well enough when we're done, said Bruner, the stocky dwarf, with a sly wink and a smile that eased the sudden tension. Sort it out, then. No time for wasting. Cardrin and Yorick began fishing through the assorted pieces of armor and weapons in the sacks. Got you the foaming mug? Cardrin said proudly, handing Bruner a shining shield. Me father's own. Bruner laughed, marveling at the stealth and nerve his younger cousins had shown. He slid the heavy shield onto his arm and took up the newly crafted axe that he had brought, wondering, in sudden seriousness, if he was worthy to bear the shield emblazoned with the foaming mug, the standard of clam battlehammer. He had passed the midpoint of his third decade, nearly into his threens, yet truly he felt a child when he thought of his hairless face, not a single whisker showing. He turned away to hide his blush. Four sets, said Feldegar, looking at the piles of battle gear. Nay, the two of ye had to stay. You're too young for such fighting. Cardrin and York looked helplessly at Bruner. Feldegar's observation made sense, Bruner knew, but he couldn't ignore the crestfallen looks on the faces of his younger cousins, nor the pains the two had taken to get them all this far. Four sets'll be needed, he said at length. Feldegar snapped an angry glare at him. Yorick's coming with us, Bruner said to him, holding the look with his own. But I've got a more important job for Cardrin, he winked at the littlest of the four. The door's to be closed and locked behind us, he explained. We'd be needing a guard who's quick to open and quicker still with his tongue. You're the only one of us sneaky enough to dodge the askins of any who might wander down here. Think you can do it? Cardrin nodded with as much enthusiasm as he could muster, feeling important once again, though he still would have preferred to go along. But Feldegar wasn't appeased. Yorick's too young, he growled at Bruner. By your measure, not mine, Bruner retorted. I be leading, said Feldegar. Bruner's a leader, Yorick and Cardrin said together. Feldegar's glare turned dangerous. His grandfather's the king, reasoned Cardrin. Feldegar stuck his chin out. You see this? he asked, pointing to the patches of hair on his face. Whiskers, I am the leader. Ah, you're no older than Brunor, said Yurik, and he's a battle-ammer, second behind the throne, and battle-ammers rule in Mithril Hall. That tunnel's not yet claimed, Feldegar said wryly. Outside of Mithril Hall it is, beyond Garum's domain. In there, the one with the beard leads. Brunor shrugged the comment away despite yet another reminder of his hairless face. He understood the danger and daring of their adventure and wasn't about to see it all unravel over a title that would mean little when the fighting began. You're right, Feldegar, he conceded to the amazement and disappointment of Cardrin and York. In the tunnel, ye be leading, but by me figuring, we're still in Mithril Hall and me word olds. Cardrin guards the door and York goes. Despite his bravado, Feldegar was smart enough to give a concession to get a concession. He could snort and holler and stick out his beard all he wanted, but if Bruner opposed him, he knew none of the others would follow him. And let's get the business done, he grunted, and he lifted the iron bar off the heavy stone door.